Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're coated in beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we are reading The 101 Dalmatians by Dodie Smith. Is that how you say it? I thought, fuck, did I say her dumb name wrong? I thought it was... Is it Doody Smith? I thought it was Doody. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Uh, It should be Doody. How could Nate get it and you didn't get it? (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. I'm ashamed. Spoiler, this book sucks ass. Uh, This book is (laughs) Doody. I texted, guys, this book sucks. And that's dog book sucks. And Nate said 101%. And then I laughed at that for the rest of the book because it really did suck. You're welcome. That was great. So, yeah, who wants to start with a beer? I'll start with a beer. So this book is about people and their dogs. And I guess people and their dogs are this. But also these two dogs, Pongo and Mrs., are a real cream team. (laughs) This is... Cream Team from Flying Dog. Flying Dog, of course. A cookies and cream milk stout. And Which cookies is black and, and white. Yes. White with black spots. 9.5%, I think Ooh, it was. That's a flying... We have not had Flying Dog in a while. We went through a yeah. phase. We had them all. Yeah. Though they do, have a, they do have one that I couldn't find that I was looking for for this. Uh, Raging Bitch, which is actually really good. It's like 12%. We did that a while ago, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, we've, we've had did it we? a long time ago. That might have been before might have been you before, even might have been before your time. I actually I had to run out to the bodega to find something for this, and I almost bought that. Oh, man. And I was like, uh... It's nah, an 8.5% alcohol Belgian-style IPA. Is it only 85 Okay, this is 9.5%, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like cookies and cream. <laughs> that, Jesus. That okay, that's good in a good way? Yeah, no, it just tastes like, like melted ice cream. It's really, really weird. It's kind of... It's kind of unsettling, but no, they fucking nailed it, and it is almost 10% alcohol, so this is, uh, this is a good afternoon beer. <laughs> well, soon enough into the book, Pongo knocks up Mrs., and she was teeming with cream, so that is oh, an yeah. appropriate uh, name. <laughs> so the book, oh, what year is this book from, like 1963 or some shit? No, no, that was when she, uh, that was the year That's when dogs that were invented. Yeah, the year that we invented dogs, maybe invented Dalmatians. No, they come from that like a, the defunct, stupid country of Dalmatia, which is now like Croatia. Albania. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> the Balkans. Oh, weird. 1956. Uh, that was pretty close. Now, was her name really Duty? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dodie was a nickname for her full name, Duty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very British nickname. <laughs> One letter this shorter. My wife, <laughs> and this is my wife, Duty. <laughs> she's a real shit cook. Um, <laughs> this is, she's certainly a shit writer. So, yeah, so oh, can you have a place where she could just dump her coat? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, it's short for Dorothy, somehow. I, I don't know which is worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so yeah. The, the, I'm this is the story me. of the Dearlies, because they're very British. Because uh, it's halfway between the Darlings and the Dursleys. Yeah, pretty, pretty okay. much. And uh, Mr. Dearly, uh, he doesn't really work, but he had done the government a great service. And as a reward, he never had to pay income tax again. So now he's rich. 
That's that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But also, he did them with a, he did a great service to the government about the debt. He got rid yeah. of the national debt as if the <laughs> national debt is just an accounting mistake. <laughs> no, the the debt, the national debt of Britain was fucking gigantic at that time. Oh, right. After the war, it was yeah. so gigantic they had to continue rationing for like years. So when they had the, the real war. shitty Olympics there in 1948, they were called nicknamed the Austerity Games. <laughs> <laughs> the pool was only one lane. Everybody had to take turns. It <laughs> <laughs> had to go like run back and catch your own javelin. Uh, but then... Um, Should they added break dancing to the Olympics this year? Is that a real... Like, they always have dumb exhibition things for the Olympics. I mean, they've added it. Like ski for... dancing in 1992 or 88. One of those years they had ski dancing. It's exactly what you think. I saw a movie trailer for a movie that came out in 1991 based on a real thing. It's called The Horse Diver. Apparently, it was a thing back in the old days where instead of like a high dive for a person, someone would get onto a horse and they would both dive <laughs> into a fucking pool. I don't believe you at all, but I want to. Listen, dressage <laughs> is a real Olympic sport. Oh where the God. horse just prances. That's the horse dancing. Yeah. yeah. Either, either this is an extremely elaborate hoax, or this Wikipedia page is real. And horse diving. <laughs> horse. Diving. I saw it. I was like, surely this can't be real. This is the stupidest thing I ever fucking saw in my life. The movie was about a, a woman who lost her sight in a horse diving accident and tried to continue horse diving while blind. Like you can't. They're gonna, you know, watch this girl die up there. She tries to jump onto a moving horse at the top of a platform. Like, Whoa, Nelly, what are you doing? <laughs> That's the main attraction. I say nay to horse diving. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, are these two grown-ass people, and they both have a nanny. Yeah. Nanny butler and nanny, nanny cook, but neither of them can actually cook, or really they don't really clean much. Or butler. Yeah, I don't know what these nannies do. They're adults. They don't have to fucking take care of a baby. One's, one's a valet. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, they both each have a dog, Pongo, and Mrs., because... As a running theme in this book, women are... Oh, yeah, really. They're not allowed their own names. Yeah, or... Not even first or names. thoughts. <laughs> She's... Which, her name is... She took his first name. <laughs> they got <laughs> dog married. And she's... Pongo's Mrs. Pongo. Or, yeah. Just, she's Mrs. Pongo, yeah. But she is really dumb, even by dog standards, <laughs> like, throughout yeah. the book. So, like, dog gamut, that is a stupid bitch you got there. <laughs> So they're all hanging out, and then one day they see a crazy lady uh, who's got half black, half white hair, and a bunch of coats on. And um, oh yeah, I'm here for this. The wife offers an opinion, which the husband smacks her for, <laughs> and says, "I went to school with that woman, Cruella Deville." I was like, "That's a weird name. Is she Dutch or something?" She's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, for a villain in a children's book, it's a pretty awesome name. It's a fantastic yeah. name, though the author ruins it instantly. Yeah, they, they she explains it it's exactly because <laughs> as a kid, like especially I, I didn't know this was a book until uh, four days ago when we decided yeah, we're going to read either. this. And I, I, I think I only saw this movie once because it wasn't very good, and we didn't have the it's clamshell classic, VHS tape of it when I was a child to watch a thousand times. But I knew her name because she's a you know interesting looking character Crowdville. and it was only like much much later embarrassingly later like 2000 like obama was present probably and i was like <laughs> oh cruel oh. devil and oh my god i can't tell anyone that 
Um, and now it's on the internet. No, I, I figured it out much earlier than that. It was it was Bush too. But anyway, the <laughs> probably when the when the Glenn Close movie came out, that was Clinton's resurfaced right. in like our uh, cultural zeitgeist in the milieu of uh, <laughs> the nineties Disney shitty movies. But the uh, yeah, the, her name's Cruella Deville, and she is she looks like Two Face's wife. <laughs> She's like half from half, the forehead up. Yeah. And she's wearing always an absolutely simple white coat and always two different colors of the other things, like two contrasting colors. Like she'll have a green dress and a string of rubies on or a red dress and a string of emeralds. And puts a lot of pepper on all of her food. Yeah. But I, I wasn't sure. It's 1956. When they said pepper, did they well, mean black pepper? Well, that is what pepper? counted as spicy for British food yeah. in 1956. That's like habanero so, to them. They were not letting any of the... Uh, the coolies come back to the main island yet. So they're like, I don't want to no, 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 bring your, your fancy food. Oh, no, thank you. It's not fit for horses. None of your butter chicken. <laughs> butter. <laughs> Which, when you hear the word butter chicken, you think, yeah, I'd fuck with that. And it looks nothing like that. It's still good. still great. But when you hear butter chicken, that's not what you think of. I don't think I've ever had it. It's like a it's chicken tikka masala. Yeah. It's just the British term for that. Chicken tikka masala was invented in England. That's a like a it's, that but it's they like, call it's like it America. It's like chicken. Chinese food in America. It's like then no one eats that shit over in India. What it's it's like white people need to be able to eat this stuff, but ours is too spicy. So let's make one. Just it's just butter. Interesting. I did not know it was the same thing as chicken tikka masala. So I have a beer for Cruella Deville. It's called. Uh, so as soon as she shows up, uh, everybody who is uh, not totally brain dead even the stupid lady dog realize she's not cool we don't like her it's as if she has some sort of antibody language about her and you're like, <laughs> oh we don't want to go near her so this is antibody language and it is a double dry hopped triple ipa from evil twin brewing that is 10 percent alcohol made with mosaic mosaic cryo wakatu and nelson and you know they never name all 101 dalmatians i bet at least one was named nelson uh, I think one was named Wakatim. <laughs> the other ones had Rudolph and Blitzen and uh, Cupid. Yeah. Larry. Um, and Happy Mo. and Sleepy. Every group of other characters is represented in these dogs. Harry and, and they Ron. still needed 78 more names. <laughs> Woof, said Abbott. So uh, this is a triple IPA. And it is, it is good. It is a little, it's just a bit drier than a lot of the super, super juicy IPAs we've been having lately because that's all the places around us have been making. It's just a hair dryer, and it has a, not, not a hair dryer, it's a, a bit drier uh, <laughs> than... Uh, like, that doesn't sound like it would taste good at all. Mmm, tastes like burning. Uh, Don't drink this one in the bathtub. <laughs> unless you want it to be your last. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good, really good triple IPA. I love it. Uh, that's what I bought several four packs of it, and I don't regret anything. There's something earthy in there, but also a tropical note from the hops on top of it. It's great. Macrell Deville, you can tell she sucks, and the author ruins it right away because it has the stupid dad or husband because they don't have children. Mister Dearly, he's like, oh, you know, her name is funny. It looks like Devil, and her apartment's really hot, like the Devil. <laughs> Because her name's Devil, and she's kind of a bad guy. He says, perhaps she's a lady devil, because also as a lady. The worst kind. In this this book. (laughs) I bet she'd cheat on her husband. 
and make him watch. <laughs> Unless he's the kind of guy that's into that. And then she wouldn't do it. <laughs> he does. She does have a husband in this, where she doesn't in the other ones. Yeah, I didn't remember her having a husband in the movie. No, she's an independent woman in the movie. In this, she's got a basically non-existent, small, little, weird husband who doesn't have any lines. He's a furrier. Oh, this is decades before there were furries, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's the only one dressed in furs, so they're both, they're definitely furries. But he's, he's furrier, so he dresses in two at a time. <laughs> Maybe he's a bear. Though frequently <laughs> she does beard. wear two different fur coats at the same time. She just she must loves be very fur. sweaty. Oh god, yeah. So she's like, "Oh, look at those dogs. I bet they'll make puppies." And they're like, "Yeah, thanks, Jerry Lawler. We're talking about puppies now." And then uh, that's, that's a topical <laughs> reference for you if you didn't yeah. watch wrestling wow, in the nineties. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, do you know what I'm talking about now? Not a clue. Oh, you missed out, man. No, you really didn't. Not watching <laughs> wrestling in 1998. <laughs> so uh, she's like. Uh, I would love to, those dogs will make a great jacket. And everyone's like, that's a great conversation starter. PETA hasn't exist yet. So uh, I think, I think this book was the birth of PETA. This is England in the fifties. They haven't even met PETA the bread. (laughs) (laughs) PETA the bread is too spicy for people in England. PETA the bread is the worst Viking. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't you be more responsible, Eric? Like your brother, PETA the bread. (laughs) But he's not exploring anything. <laughs> but he's an early riser. Ah, <laughs> bread. So then they have a bunch of awkward dinner parties. They eat food covered in bacon and a, and, pa- and a pepper. And the dad has to cool his throat by taking deep breaths. <laughs> <laughs> this is all from the book. And then the dog, then the cream team happens. And then Pongo's and They have bitch. 13 puppies. <laughs> then Mrs. Pongo. No, they yeah. have 15 puppies. It says 13, and then it becomes 15 the next chapter, and I was really confused. I was going to ask about that. Because some of them, they were like, I think that's a dead one, and then they kicked it, and I was like, oh, it's a lot. No, there's stuff. a dead, yeah, that's the, the dead one, the, the lovely name of Cad Pig. <laughs> <laughs> it says literally, it's a lovely name if you say it right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, uh Which is the word, for, the British word for like runt, I guess, because even we were like, Cad Pig's a stupid name, let's call it runt. But uh, the 13th is the Cad Pig, and then it's like, then they had 15 puppies. Like, what? But maybe I missed something. And then the next three chapters are about finding another dog to help nurse all that, that yeah. many puppies. Because Mrs. Pongo would just die. <laughs> she just could not, could not do it. First, they were kind of like, oh, we'll call every dog place. And then they'd like, maybe they have a dog who's, you know, lost her own puppies. They couldn't find one. But then Mrs. Dursley, whatever her fuck her name is, goes out and... <laughs> I really don't know her name. Dearly. I mean, like, her first name. Oh, no, she didn't have one. She's, <laughs> she's just, just an extension. <laughs> it was just Mrs. <laughs> so she's out driving and literally sees a dog in the road, just, like, lying there. And then picks... And it's like, oh, no, a dog. And then picks up the dog, going to save the dog. Oh, turns out, not only does that dog have milk, but also is a Dalmatian. So she brings it home and they clean it up. And then even though it's like close to death, they're like, quick, feed these puppies. So she <laughs> I had a question about this because these are rich, you know, city folk and she's driving and it's like, all right, fine. Maybe she's going to pick up the filthy dog off the road and keep it. I get all that. I'll, I'll go there with you. But then she brings the dog in and then this sentence says, 
Then she saw this was a mother dog, and that, in spite of its starving condition, it still had some milk to give. How the fuck did she know that? You don't want to know, Michael. <laughs> she's like, let me just... She just like Harvey Weinstein the dog and starts groping it. And she's like, oh. No, she sucked on it. <laughs> Trick or teat. <laughs> <laughs> they left that part out of the book because it's disgusting, but that's the only way to find out. And she's like, quick, eat this bread and gravy or buttered toast. They, keep the, they feed these dogs everything but dog food. It's like a raw <laughs> steak or buttered toast. <laughs> I mean, dogs will eat anything. Yeah, but <laughs> that isn't. Really, you can't just give them a loaf of bread. <laughs> doesn't mean it's good for them. Yeah, they do give them a lot of bread and an enormous amount of steak. But I feel like in in old timey cartoons and stuff like that was what you gave a like. That's what a dog wanted was meat. Here's yeah. a. I mean, here's dog food big, is meat. Here's but. a raw T-bone, and the dog <laughs> would just eat it under the couch and be happy. Good thing this guy has no income tax. <laughs> Spends all of it on dog food. Goes through a cow a week. So, <laughs> nursing all of these dogs, all the, all eighty million puppies, is like a full time, twenty four hour a day operation for the whole household, including the servants. But then, and I, I'm sure I'm forgetting something. But then the dogs get kidnapped. Dog napped. Well, the, the fucking cunt comes around. Cruella, a bunch of other awkward exchanges. She's like, I would love to purchase that your dogs like and they're like no we're keeping all of them because they totally know what she wants to do and uh she's like come on really it'll be fun let me buy the dogs and they they turn her down a bunch of times then the dogs get stolen and then cruella comes by basically to to distract everybody and then the dogs all the puppies and and the yeah all the puppies are stolen out of the back of the house and it's very sad one of the nannies is too stupid to understand what's happening Oh dear, all the dogs are hiding. Oh, you're just you're just borrowing the dogs? Oh, okay. Go ahead. You can take them all. And then we're still we're about twenty five percent of the way through the book. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so fucking stupid for the rest of the book. First of all, the dogs are not only can dogs talk, the, the dogs are very like, you know, they can't quite talk to people. They can talk a little bit, but not only can they have conversations with each other, but Word goes out, or not word, bark goes out across <laughs> England because <laughs> Pongo is able to bark at the twilight barking and send the news of the kid dog-napped puppies to all across the nation. I thought that was a really cute idea, right? Like dogs bark at night and then like, you hear other dogs and then uh, you know, you're like, they're talking to each other, ha ha ha. And they're like, no, they, they really are. And that's how dogs gossip. <laughs> It's dog radio. And it was like three short barks means help, help, help. And then three slightly different barks means... Kibbles, please. I mean, give me food, give me food, give me food. <laughs> pet me, pet me, pet me. But uh, in this whole thing, they get replies and apparently some dog is spotted in... <laughs> Pun intended. In Wuffolk <laughs> has spotted where the puppies are. They even they even contact I like this line dogs living in London's underworld parentheses hard bitten characters also <laughs> hard biting. <laughs> I, I like the one where they said the uh, Pongo didn't understand. My, they 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 named the dog Perdita because of the Latin Perditas, which is lost, and Pongo thought that was a funny joke. And he did, because he had very little Latin beyond 
Cave Canem, as he had as a young dog, devoured Shakespeare in a tasty leather binding. That's beware of dog in Latin. And then he ate the, dog, the book. I know, I like that too. There's a lot of funny... St- you know, it just so happened we read this right around the time we read some Roald Dahl. A lot of similarities in... Like tone. Things like that, you know. Yeah. Funny little turns of phrase like that. Like, he devoured Shakespeare, parentheses. He ate the leather-bound edition. <laughs> and if this book was 100 pages shorter, I might have liked it. Yeah, it, it's also very <laughs> British humor. So maybe it's not a Roald Dahl thing, per se. It's just a British thing. But this book is... Yeah, we'll, get, we'll save it at the end. Let's get through the plot. Uh, well, so, they uh, they find out that the dogs are all in this other place and say, we better go get him. And Perdita's like, I'll come with you. Like, no, you're kind of kind of janky and you got to stay here with the people <laughs> to make sure that they're okay. And we'll just leave you here. Because at this point, the dogs are living in a very progressive thruple kind of relationship. <laughs> and Pongo's just fucking them both and they're fine with it. Is because, he fucked? Oh, yeah, I guess he is, right? That's oh, that's the spoiler, oh, he right? absolutely is. I mean, once she gets healthy enough. But yeah, no, they're they're cool with it. It was just mouth stuff before. but And the dogs are like, the, the babies are in Suffolk and we better tell the humans like, they can't understand us, <laughs> so we'll try. And they're like, woof, 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 woof. <laughs> And then we'll fuck yourself. And the wife is like, are you telling us the dogs are in Suffolk? Ha ha ha. Silly dog. I'm like, no, yes, exactly. Nope. Not going to happen. I I like that scene because that was basically how the entire premise of Lassie worked. (laughs) The dog would just show like, woof, woof. And like, what? Trouble in the old mine. (laughs) And they'd go follow the dog. Did you ever see that uh, Perry Bible Fellowship where it's like that, where the dog is like, go get help, girl, and the dog goes to bark at the man, and then you see the man just like pouring out more dog food, <laughs> the dog is just <laughs> giving up on the guy in the burning barn. <laughs> <laughs> so after many stupid things happen, so Pongo and Mrs., who still doesn't have a name, will. <laughs> they, they, they escape, they literally escape the house in London, and literally are out on the lamb, and then they they literally threw many days and nights, well, almost sleeping during the day and traveling during the night, make it all the way to Suffolk. Although, have you ever seen a dog? They fucking go to sleep at night. They just they're just like it's dark out. They're out. They're very diurnal. <laughs> but this is the part of the book that sucks ass and is much better done as like a as uh, a montage, a montage in a movie, where they basically yeah. go on dog lord of the rings where they like have to just travel a lot and eat it's like who's a good boy of the rings is what happens <laughs> they just go from soft safe doghouse to safe doghouse eating toast and 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 everyone's like I mean, one of the things that's really funny about the book is that the dogs, you know, like the relationship of humans to dog to to dogs is is reversed. And like, oh, that's that human is my pet. And like, oh yeah, my pet's sleeping. It's cool, dude. We could have this. He's not going to know you're eating this. He's not going to know you're sleeping here. Oh, my pet's stupid. I just took his bucket of water. Like, that's one of the cute, funny things in the book. But it goes on for so long, <laughs> so long. Like how many and this different is villages do they need to visit? Fifty pages later, they make it to Hell Hall, which is the which is Cru- Cruella Deville's country house, where there are two idiot thieves. So I do not remember their names. Saul and Jasper Badden. They're the Baddens. Fifteen or eighteen or twenty-seven puppies. It's ninety-seven Dalmatian puppies because apparently Cruella had been buying you know, Dalmatian puppy litters from across England. The only ones she had to steal were the 
the Dursleys. You got to talk about that business plan later. That's really terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then so Pongo and Mrs. Pongo, Pongo and Mrs. managed to like find out about it and they talked to a cat that can somehow see into the thing. But then you sort of His get name the perspective is, from the... has like 11 names and one of them is Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is Pussy Willow. And that's a puss. You can call me Mr. Tib. Or Mr. Puss. But it was like, it made me think of a fucking, the book of old puss, uh, where where the cats have have three names and one you never find out. It's like, how many oh, more names is this? fucking stupid poems. How many more names does this cat need? <laughs> Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> Doesn't work in a massage parlor. I know, it's still just a ridiculous name. <laughs> It's so dumb. Well, this cat doesn't <laughs> hate Asians, so it's probably not Rum Tum Tugger, right? Was that the cat that hated Chinese people? One of them did. One of the cats I was, remember if it was well, I thought that was the theater cat. It's really hard to remember because they were all They're so all stupid. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go, we did a whole episode on that book, if you if you if you had never heard it yet. Yeah, and you guys you guys chastised me for thinking it was stupid. I'm not saying it wasn't stupid. I think what we were saying <laughs> it is, it says, what, what did you expect? <laughs> it's like, it wasn't stupider than I thought it was. It was exactly as stupid as I expected. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, at, that to- at exactly the same time that Pongo and Mrs. get to Hell Hall the two, with the two burglars who are, or two baddies who are you know, watching the 97 Dalmatian puppies, Corella DeVille shows up and says, kill them all by tomorrow. Just, just do it. We need to get rid the of them. The heat's on me and the pigs are coming. I got to get rid of these dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't have strong feelings for the police. <laughs> no, definitely not. And the two evil guys are like, okay, we'll do that. But first let's watch this TV show called, well, what's my crime? <laughs> yeah. What that's a weird like, show. That sounds like a 1956 TV show, though. <laughs> Where, like, a panel show. Like, these three guests, you know, try to, you know, we have Milton Berle and Sammy Davis Jr. And Doris Day try to guess this person's crime. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> definitely a, a 50s TV show. But Milton Berle just puts his cock out and just <laughs> and legendarily had a giant, giant wang. You never know who's going to get one. <laughs> Every good name Milton. That's the, yeah, if you name your kid Milton, God will provide. <laughs> uh, or, or it's because God has a sense of humor. He's like, you know what? Let me give you something you'll never get to use. <laughs> Here you go, Milty. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so while the program is on with the sound turned up really high. Hold on, wait. Did you just call it a program? How it's old? British term. <laughs> how old are you, man? <laughs> Well, the while they're TV watching their stories, show is on. It was 1956. <laughs> I'm sure they called it a program. My grandma, till the day she died, was like, I'm watching my programs. <laughs> That's all I can think. <laughs> so they escape with all 97 puppies. So my beer is called Escape. Oh, that is <laughs> not a good name, but it's literally, I had to run to the bodega real fast to find something. This is Escape. This is by Offshoot Beer Company. And this says, it's your everyday West Coast IPA. It's like Escape to the Beach. That's like their thing. They have like... The Pina Colada? That's their theme. This is a 7.1% IPA. The Escape song? Does it have half a brain? It says Escape. <laughs> Which is what women have in this book. 
Does it taste like Rupert Holmes? I don't know what you're talking about. It tastes like a West Coast IPA, though. We're saying the lyrics to the it's song Escape, which is the Pina Colada song. Oh, okay. <laughs> By Rupert Holmes. Yeah. America's greatest living songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> How strong is that? 7.1%. Is it the, the, the old bitter kind? Definitely getting like grapefruit from it. Not totally, but it's definitely, it says West Coast IPA. That's just what they make. They're way behind the times. Do you feel like you're in this laying about on the beach in the sun? I wish I was, but I can't, can't say it's quite doing it for me. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's a change of pace. So we still have something like 75 pages left in the book when they escape. Maybe more. Maybe it's 100 it's a pages. Lot. Okay, so ba- all right, you want to go through it fast? Is that what you're, that what you're hinting yeah. at, Nate? <laughs> Then they escape, but they have to escape some evil gypsies who are like, let's steal these dogs in their strange gypsy tongue. Before we get over the the gypsy (laughs) team, which is worth talking about, we're talking about when they like, we need to eat before we leave. And then they eat every piece of food in the house because these guys are so busy watching. What in 1956 must have been a nine-inch television. They're glued (laughs) to a black and white TV, and they eat everything. And my favorite line in the book like they eat the men's dinner clearly that was like shitty steaks they had left behind always steak and then they're like uh pongo who is the brains of the operation because he is a man uh, (laughs) he says is there anything in that cupboard they said well there's only coke for the furnace and the bad there's only you know coke is in the fuel Cold. They're not going to be doing blow. <laughs> <laughs> My mind furnace. It's like there's only coke for the furnace, and he goes, "Let them eat coke," which I just thought was great. It's like the Marie Antoinette stupid thing. There's a lot of funny lines in the book. They're just separated by pages and pages of dog humor. Chapters. <laughs> then they find a camp of gypsies. And the gypsy dogs only speak in, you know, Romance or whatever it's called. Yeah. But all the gypsies are like, they immediately, they're like, oh, fuck, caravans. It's gypsies. <laughs> oh, shit. They're going to sell us. <laughs> it's an instant thought they have. Goddamn greedy gypsos. And then they sneak by and it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, it really didn't matter. No. I just had to throw in a gypsy chapter. Well, yeah. And so, because, in order to disguise themselves, because they're. 90, literally, it's literally 99 dogs, 99 Dalmatians. In order to disguise themselves and not look quite (laughs) as distinctive, what it was like, what if we were just black dogs? So they roll in coal dust. It's because the stupid fat puppy falls into a bag of soot and they're like, oh, thank God, there's just bags of soot everywhere. Because that's what happened in England? Is that it? Was at, it, was, it was outside the, the back of the, uh, one of the shops that use like a furnace. But why would they just have bags of soot? What are they doing with that? Where do people eat it? Oh, it, it's, <laughs> that, it's sodden chips, right? Yeah. <laughs> is that what spotted dick is? <laughs> and then there's a dog in a like a moving truck who's like smokes a pipe. And it's like, come on in. He's eating a pipe that's made of, it's like candy. <laughs> and the dog's like, just sneak in the back. We're driving to London. We're driving to Regent's Park. Or right How near there. How big is a van? <laughs> like, they've been... 99 dogs. Uh, yeah, it, it was, was like a gigantic. train, I thought. He was on a, he was like a train dog. No, they say van. They say the word van. No. 
I don't know. It didn't make much sense. Yeah, but then they get in this this thing, and, and the, the stupid men drug, hey, we have to drive four hours to London. That dog's making a lot of noise back there. It sounds like, I don't know, maybe there's one or a hundred dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Let's drive, Nigel. And then they just go. It's so stupid. And then they flash back to London, where it says, Perdita had washed the humans so much that they all had chapped hands and had to use gallons of hand lotion. <laughs> so she's just been licking their hands to, you know, make them happy because all of their dogs are dead in their eyes. And it's also Christmas Eve. Yes. But we skipped when they go to Cruella de Vil's house, right? Didn't that happen first? Oh, yeah. They, oh, they Instead of yeah. going directly across the street to their own house, they go to Cruella de Vil's house. And the cat lets and- them in. Yeah, the cat who said, who is just waiting for her revenge. Because Cruella had drowned dozens and dozens of her kittens. Well, because Cruella's like, (laughs) she always picks some street cat and her offspring are worthless. They would make a terrible coat or whatever, so I just kill them. Yeah, she's like, well, I'm going to let these dogs destroy her house. And they they, uh, get the bolt off of the closet because... Like his Pongo is smart, and none of these he, he learned he, he learned how to do it from the sheep dog that we never talked yeah. about. And they uh, they ruin all the coats that she has there. He's like four four dogs to a coat form an orderly queue because they're British. They definitely shit on the couch. Oh, they shit everywhere. There's a hundred dogs. Like they had the house must have just been like a swamp. Like it must have looked like a. A, just, a freshly tilled field. <laughs> How much did they shit in that house? I think if this book were made today, before they went into their house, the dogs were like, quick, everyone eat some chocolate. And then they would have went in and just fucking violated that person's house. And that would have been awesome. And then they go home and they like, you know, ruin the carpets. Yeah. <laughs> totally ruin the carpets by just like rolling on them to get the the soot off of themselves. And it's like, oh, it's all our puppies and it's a lot of them. This is way more than 15. It's 90, it's 97 puppies plus our two dogs. And plus Pongo side piece. <laughs> <laughs> and Pongo's, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so that's a hundred Dalmatians. Isn't this amazing? And That's the almost book, the title. Sh- <laughs> almost the title of the book. What could happen <laughs> next? And literally, and it says, this is the, the last line of the second to last chapter, third to last chapter, it says, oh, but I'm sure you're wondering where that 101st Dalmatian comes from. Just wait, we'll tell you. It's like, no, fucking end it now. <laughs> Just end the fucking stupid book. <laughs> Turns out, Perdita's husband shows up. And so they take them into Perdito. 101 Dalmatians, the end. Boom. But this also had the best line in the entire book, which is... The, the the husband dog is Prince. Prince was rather shy at first, so Mr. Dearly sat beside him and punched him. In a way, some dogs like to be punched. The punching needs to be hard enough, but not too hard. It must please, not hurt. Mr. Dearly was a highly skilled dog puncher. Well, as Mr. Dearly <laughs> said about women, some bitches <laughs> like to get hit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is dog advice. Well, he arrives when uh, his his owner shows up and he's like, "You have all my other dogs." Oh, because also all the puppies of the of the ninety seven puppies, a bunch of them were Perdita's lost dogs, so she got all her dogs back. And the guy's like, "Hmm, you got a hundred dogs. 
have this other one dog to really round it out to an, a really satisfying number. Like, <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> so then they have 101 dogs, and then they buy Cruella DeVille's house upstate because she's going to jail or she's killed herself or you know something like that. And then they paint it and make it a pretty house, and they have a whole lot of dogs. And they're like, this is too many dogs, Jesus Christ. And then it ends. Pretty much it, yeah. I mean, it would be. Yeah. It's way too many dogs. The furniture is covered in hair. Like, you can't even, <laughs> you can't even go near it if you have, if you have allergies. People Every die Every pillow is stuffed full of dog hair. Oh, God. <laughs> I am so allergic to dogs, it's making me upset just to consider that. <laughs> this house would kill you instantly. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, the reason why I knew this was a book is because my third grade teacher read this out loud to the class. It's so, taken a long time. I mean, it's not that long. I mean, she skipped book, over but, all you know. the useless parts, and then the button only took 11 minutes. Did she read the Gypsy <laughs> chapter to you? <laughs> I, I do not remember that chapter, no. Did she mention all the casual sexism of this book? Apparently, that wasn't a problem. <laughs> it's not casual. It's professional. <laughs> Duty had some problems. It's better than having duty problems, I suppose, but still. <laughs> I can't believe anything color duty. I mean, we've had a lot of books that were like from the olden days where like the, the racism is like, ooh, okay, yeah, that hasn't aged well. But there haven't really been very many that were like this sexist. Well, what's the sexism? I mean, I'll, 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 I'll play devil's advocate. It's a stupid dog, right? It's, the dog is not as smart as the man dog. Okay. She can't tell right from left, but he can read Latin. He only or no, speak a little he Latin. Could speak a little Latin. It's different. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole scene where she tries to learn left and right, and it's it's like, why is this happening? Why is this here? And well, well, Pongo though has like the, among the greatest brains in all of dogdom, as they say several times in the book. Mm, yeah. So you know, he's a smart doggy. He's a good boy. Uh, the best boy. A very good boy. And uh, you know, what's her name? Mrs. <laughs> the, the bitch. She just is stupid. She's a birth Perdita vessel. Is all, Perdita is also pretty weak and dumb. I think in the movie, they just combined them. Oh, no. They don't, they don't have a throuple in the movie. That's, that's <laughs> a bit too out there. They're not living in some bohemian squad in the lower East Village or whatever. Well, Walt Disney was not into, into super progressive views on open <laughs> relationships. It's even weirder when her husband shows up and they just have like four ways. He can't sniff your own ass, at least not all the time, you know, as dogs are wont to do. They do want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the thruple thing was a weird detail. And I I can imagine in the writer's room for the Disney movie, they they were like, first thing to go. (laughs) Get that shit out of here. That is unnecessary (laughs) to explain to seven-year-olds the idea of a dog wet nurse. (laughs) Like, why does that need to be here? Or like your dad's concubine. But he, at least in the beginning, it was it was very innocent. <laughs> she was there just to just to nurse, and they were going to take advantage of her misfortune that her puppies had been killed or something. And they're like, "Oh no, we'll keep her. She's great." And there's even a scene like when Perdita's milk gives out <laughs> when her tits turn Saharan and they stop producing, and she's like, "Oh no, they're going to turn me into a pair of gloves." And then the print, they're like, oh, I wish we could just tell her, we love you, Perdita, and you're the best. And then it's like, luckily, Perdita had learned English in the last 72 hours, and she knew what this <laughs> meant. And so she was happy, and she shit on the carpet. 
I had to look this up to make sure because I was certain that the wife's name was Perdita in the cartoon, but the wife's name is Anita in the cartoon. So they probably just like said, that's close enough. She's Anita. Anita's a man. Yeah. <laughs> Nate, what do you think? First 20 pages were like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. And then the rest of it didn't need to be there. It was just <laughs> like, like, oh my God, really? This could have been a short all story. All of this, this all, it could have been. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, it could have been 40 pages and it would have been just about the same. Yeah, when we suggested, like when you guys said, we're going to read this book and I was like, oh, okay, we'll just read it like in 10 minutes and just record it right now. And you're like, no, it's like 200 pages. And I thought it was like, it couldn't be. It has to be like a picture book at best. And it probably should have been. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty mm-hmm. bad. It, it had it has individual elements that are fun. Like I like the dogs thinking of people as their pets thing. Like that's cute. And there's a lot of phrases where they, it's like the dog version of a human phrase. That's fun and cute and, and enjoyable. But there's so much crap that needs to get removed. And it's ironic because yeah. dogs have no attention span <laughs> to have a book <laughs> where it has lots of just red herring bullshit around it or like just nonsensical crap where like do i need to pay attention to this sheepdog that keeps promoting himself in the fake dog military which is a thing in this book <laughs> thing yeah they're like i don't know he's a brigadier dog general like, i don't know if that Brid- oh yeah he was he was a brigadier general by the end of it he was the colonel but he he worked with mr tib in the heat of the night <laughs> all these British, like, I guess, kids' books, they all have the same kind of tone and cadence to me. Like this one, Peter Pan. Uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yeah. They all sound the same. Like, they're all written by the same person. I know they're not, but I they feel all that. have the exact same vibe. It's fucking weird. I don't get it. Even though it's almost like 50 years apart. Was it that far apart? This is, about, this is like 20 years after Mary Poppins. That was the 30s. But what about Peter Pan? Oh, yeah, that's old as shit, yeah. That was like... 1910s, yeah, so it is like 50 years. Okay, yeah. But they, they all sound the same. Uh, I feel that. I mean, maybe that was just what what people thought kids liked. I feel like if this book wasn't about dogs, then kids would not like this book. But about orphans instead? If it was about a woman who had 15 kids. <laughs> and, she, and someone else is trying to make a coat out of them. <laughs> <laughs> like Hannibal Lecter. He's trying to make a skin say, are there, are there big kids? I'll take that fat one, Roly Poly, <laughs> which was the name of the fat dog. So who should read this book? I think no, no one. one. No one ever should. Doesn't he just watch the movie? Yeah, I didn't even know it was a book, and I'm, I was probably better off that way. <laughs> probably. Yeah, no one should read this book. It's, it's far beyond being necessary at this point. It's been done better by everyone else that's done it. Even that shitty nineties shitty nineties movie. The shitty nineties movie is better than this. Yeah, it was it was chorish. It was. I mean, maybe if I no, it, there was nothing redeeming about that. I'd say anyone should read it. So, do you think it needed to be redone into another movie with Emma Stone? Well, it's a prequel, so we'll see. No, named Cruella. Eighty six Dalmatians. <laughs> no, I don't think it needed to be remade as a prequel or remade at all. I think it's going to be like it's it's going to be largely like a joke. I think. You know, super campy. It probably won't be amazing, but it'll probably be fine. So I saw a couple funny comments about this online where someone said it's it's like Disney's version of the Joker. That's what it looked like. (laughs) (laughs) 
Or another, you know, snarky one said it. It looks like they just took the original 100 Dalmatians and added girl power to it. Uh, and both are pretty accurate for what the trailer looked like. But I don't think I haven't it actually needs- seen it. Emma Stone's great. She she could do a lot of different things. She's very talented and whatever. But it's just, did it need to be made? No. It's just really weird. Like, how did Disney, why are they run out of ideas? You know, they did a, the Mulan that was a dud. They did. Uh, well, they did a few that made a lot of money. So they're just like, screw it. Let's just. But they've been doing a whole do bunch more. of remakes. They did the Beauty and the Beast one. Then they did the yeah, but, I mean, Lion they, King. They, they, they did this live it. action remake in the 90s. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, this is not really a remake. It's like a spinoff or, uh, you know, it's, 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 it is somewhat original. And it is Disney doing their own stuff, so not like ripping off something else. And don't forget, little kids will watch anything. Don't, I'm not, not quite anything, from, from but... the vibe I got, is this a kid's movie? I don't know. It doesn't really look like it's for little kids. Maybe. I, I have but no idea what it's Not for. like the other one was. I'm not sure they'll get like the... A lot of the jokes are like, oh, you know, making dog coats. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what it's about. Mm, dog coats. It's, it's a bold move to make a pro-fur movie in 2021. <laughs> well, as the villain, it's not really a pro-fur movie because the fur is the villain. Yeah, but she's like... Oh, interesting. She's like an anti... She's like the... She, she's the main character, so I don't know. What if in the movie she gets like uh, seriously bullied by some PETA members and then... It, you're like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to feel now. You know? What if a dog bites her and she's like, I'm just gonna kill them all? Like if a, if a dog eats her baby, then okay. how do you then how do you a dingo? How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, she goes to Australia for a spell. <laughs> and, and then no one believes her. They're like, dude, you're not in Australia. Like, Dalmatians would never eat a baby because they're Almost all deaf because they're inbred and stupid and they're useless. All right, so no one should read the book. Yeah, no, don't bother. And um, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And hey, if you want to support the podcast, head on over to, to uh, patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub where you could uh, give us money for things and we'll give you all sorts of stuff like early access to episodes, vote in our monthly book poll, and exclusive content among other treasures, if that's your thing. And you can also go to Goodreads and follow us and be our friends. If you are feeling nice, give us five stars on whatever you listen to us on. We'll take those stars. All of them. One star for every Dalmatian. Every score of Dalmatians. Yes. Plus one. And <laughs> check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.